welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organisational psychologist, the founder of innovation consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimise my workday. This episode is another My Favourite Tip episode. The title's probably pretty self-explanatory. It's about my favourite tip from each of the interviews I conduct. I use this format because sometimes I feel myself as a podcast listener that I just want to get in, get the most amount of value from an episode and then get out. So my guest today is Dr. Elizabeth Dunn. Elizabeth is a professor in the Department of Psychology at the University of British Columbia. Her research looks at how time, money and technology shape human happiness. She's the co-author of Happy Money, the Science of Happier Spending with Dr. Michael Norton, and her research has been featured in hundreds of media outlets around the world, including the New York Times, the Globe and Mail, the London Times, McLean's Time and CNN. I connected with Elizabeth back a few months ago at TED 2019 in Vancouver recently, where she gave one of my favourite talks of the week on how helping others makes us happier. So in this extract that I've taken from my interview, we talk about how she has applied a lot of her own research to lead a happier life. And specifically, we talk about how she uses money to buy more time. Like, I just love the research that you've done into this around spending time, uh, spending money buying time rather than material goods increases happiness. And this is something that I I feel like I, I often apply this in my own life, like one of my m- most happiest ways of spending money is that a few months ago, I I realized that I was spending like at least a couple of hours cutting vegetables on the weekend. So we'd go to the markets, we'd get vegetables for the family, and I would then be cutting them for hours. And it was so boring. And then I thought, why don't I just put an ad on Airtasker, which is kind of like TaskRabbit. And I've found someone, this most amazing person, Liav, who comes over every Sunday and spends two hours cutting vegetables. And this brings me no end of happiness. Um, and I'm wondering in your own life, how how have you applied this research finding? Yeah, so this uh, is definitely what researchers sometimes call me-search, where I've definitely struggled with this, you know, fundamental dilemma that I think so many of us face these days, which is just there's mu- so much more to, to do and so many, so many more things I want to do than I have time to do. And so, you know, if we can kind of just accept the notion that like, hey, you know, I could actually pay somebody to cut the vegetables for me or do whatever it is that like I need help with. You can free up so much time for yourself. So, you know, one way that I I use this uh, in my own life is basically just to win a fight with my husband. So, you know, we had debated, he is somebody who is a really good cleaner, which I know, like, I'm very lucky, I guess, to have married this great man who's also like fabulous at like vacuuming and cleaning up. I am terrible at cleaning up. Like I hate it. It takes me forever. Like my husband just marvels at the amount of time it takes me to like clean up our teeny tiny kitchen. So anyway, I've always been in favor of paying somebody to come in and help with the cleaning each week. And he has always disagreed with me on that. (laughs) And so, you know, once we published uh, eight studies in one of the leading scientific journals demonstrating that uh, people who use money to buy time like that are, are happier than those who don't. You know, I declared that I had won the fight and he agreed. And we have uh, at this point, we have a wonderful friend of the family who comes in every week and cleans up for a few hours such that like my complete incompetence in this area 
doesn't impair the quality of my marriage or mean that like I have to devote my whole Saturday afternoon to trying to make our house not be a complete disaster. So that's kind of the biggest way, but I'm actually thinking ahead to this fall. I've, I've had the great privilege of being on sabbatical during the past year, which is like an amazing, amazing feature of academia. So because of that, I've just got in, you know, in, in a way sabbatical creates all of this free time, but I just have a way of taking free time and like massively filling it. So it turns out that like, for example, if you give a TED talk, you will give, get a lot of email and like often really like interesting things from people all around the world. who want to like chat with you and share stuff. And it's great. But you know, you start to wonder, like, how am I going to make time for all of this and also go back to my normal job that I'm actually paid to do where I teach students and everything. And so what I've decided to do is this fall, I'm going to hire somebody for two hours a day to just come in and do all of the stuff I feel like I don't have time to do that doesn't have to be done by me. And I've actually been taking great pleasure in like starting to think about that list of things that I could just get off my plate and not have hanging over me. That sounds amazing. So what sorts of things is this person going to do? Well, for me, actually cutting vegetables is on there. (laughs) (laughs) My six-year-old, like the only way to get him to eat vegetables is to have cut up appealing vegetables out on the table when he walks in the door hungry after school. (laughs) Otherwise, it's not going to happen. But like, and it's not that hard. Like, you know, I have a PhD, like, I I graduated summa from Harvard, like cutting vegetables shouldn't be that hard for me. But like, this is poses a real challenge in my life. So yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be one of the things. Um, I've also, you know, just like all of the little things that end up on my calendar of like, you know, drop off old clothes at the, um, thrift store, pick up dry cleaning, you know, pick up bananas, all of these like little small things that are not that big a deal that create, you know, this kind of time confetti where I feel like I don't have the big chunks of time that I want to work on things. And so, you know, it just occurred to me of like, oh, I live in a college town where there are always lots of students who need small part-time jobs, like a couple hours in the late afternoon that's flexible. And so for like 30 or $40, I can get all of that stuff done. And free up the time that I want to be able to, you know, really engage with students, really dig into writing projects, maybe even respond to some of those emails that I've been getting about the TED Talk. And so, yeah, that's kind of my plan for for the fall. That's so cool. And and look, it's funny, when when I share my vegetable cutting story, some I get mixed responses. Some people are like, that is brilliant. And other people are like, well, don't you feel guilty? Like you could be doing that yourself. And and how, how do you respond to, to those people that sort of almost, I guess, feel guilty to buy time for themselves? Yeah, I mean, the guilt is real, right? Like we see in our studies that, you know, just the thought of paying for help with a dislike task does provoke guilt in some people. And interestingly, what we see is kind of the best predictor of whether people experience guilt when they think about um, paying for help with a dislike task is whether they uh, spontaneously think of a specific other person 
who would have to take that task on and whether they see giving that person the task as a burden as opposed to a benefit to the service provider. So if you feel like, oh gosh, by offloading this task, I'm sticking somebody else with this terrible thing that I hate doing, then you know it, it's not surprising at all that that provokes guilt. And we do see that if you experience that kind of guilt, it does kind of undercut the happiness that you might otherwise experience from being able to get rid of that task. So, uh, you know, I think one way to, to think about it is just, can you find a way to offload this task in a way that would actually maybe be a benefit to the person who you're hiring? So, you know, for me, I think of it as, okay, students need jobs that are compatible with being able to study, right? So a, a job that's actually flexible, that is kind of out a little bit outside of typical class hours, you know, that they can kind of do on their own and um, in their own time is actually going to be beneficial. Um, and so the way that I think about it, and obviously making sure you're paying them fairly and just being nice and polite and respectful and treating them like a person, then, you know, I, I think of it as actually providing a benefit to the students as well as, you know, a massive benefit to me. Hello again. So this interview was recorded a while ago and I still have my vegetable cutter come over every Sunday morning. And my goodness, I am so full of joy looking at all the cut up vegetables that fill my fridge after she leaves. So I hope this extract has got you thinking about how you could buy more time in your life and also not feel guilty about it. So that's it for today. If you like this excerpt, you might want to listen to my full chat with Elizabeth, which I'll link to in the show notes. And if you're enjoying how I work, I'd love it if you could take five seconds to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving reviews actually makes it easier for other people to find how I work. And so thank you to all the wonderful people who have left five-star reviews and written some lovely words. It truly does make my day. So thank you, and I'll see you next time.